Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, October 2nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to get your text in this hour at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've got a few things to unpack from Marshall's homecoming victory over Old Dominion. We'll hear from Coach Up in just a few minutes. Looking ahead now to NC State. The Thundering Herd on the road. And speaking of schedules, we got a schedule update today, so we can start with that. Marshall's game against Georgia State on October 14th, set for 7 p.m. on ESPN2. So the Herd's got a late one on the 14th, late game. Then you got to get back to Huntington and get ready for JMU. So it's going to be a challenge, I think, schedule-wise for the Thundering Herd. But with that said, the herd can get that turned around quickly, I'm sure. But that's the time announcement today that came out from the league. That's 7 o'clock, Marshall, Georgia State, going to be on ESPN2. But we've got Marshall and NC State to get ready for first, so we'll do that. And we will unpack a few things from the game on Saturday. Let's get it out of our system now. Cam Fancher won the game for the Thundering Herd, but I have had to discuss Cam Fancher to so many different people, and a lot of times it's Fancher's, he's almost cost us the game. I, I see a quarterback who hustled and fought hard and won the game, so I might have watched a different game. And, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to put all of the blame on Cam Fancher for some of the mishaps on Saturday, but the kid battled, and he's 10-1 and now. So count me as a Cam Fancher apologist if you want. I don't care. I thought that kid played hard, won the game. From the text line, Fancher's hustle after the turnover was the play. Most fans are so picky. Don't see... The 21-3 comeback as how great that is. Only bad play, I thought, really, was the um, was the delay of gameplay and the no um, the no field goal try on fourth and four. The no field goal. I think in hindsight, we're okay with it. Yeah, at the time, you're like, hey, you know, maybe they should take the points. Maybe they should take the points. You're thinking that to yourself. At least your in your inside voice is like, hey, maybe they should take the points here, go for the points. But that's not even certain. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm um, I'm upset with an aggressive play now and then. The delay a game, yeah, you got to clean that up. You got to close the gap on that one. But the herd won. Absolutely, the herd won. And Cam Fancher, I thought, had a pretty good game. All things considered. Cam Fancher had a good game. Now, I was pulling down these stats before they got reconciled, so 
on our post game on Saturday, I had him at one number. He was better than I thought he was, statistically. So I went back and got those notes and just wanted to clean up a few things. Cam Fancher in the game was 29-35, to 35, 278 yards, had two touchdowns, had the interceptions there, and of course – you know, I know we got to credit him with the fumbles or a couple of them, but I don't know if those are all on him. And then rushing, he had 15 rushes for 110 yards. He lost eight, so he walks away with a net of 102. So 15 for 102. That's pretty good. And so he had 380 all-purpose yards. 380 all-purpose yards. How is that terrible? How is that absolutely terrible? And he wasn't playing defense, by the way. Let's point that out right now. We forget to mention he wasn't playing defense. So when there were a few times where the herd gave up big plays, and if you go back and you hear Coach Huff, if you go back and hear him speak, he said that. He pointed it out. He highlighted it. We wrote it down. I played his audio cut. Luke Creasy, the HD, he wrote about it in his story. Keith Morehouse, I'm sure, had it in his news package. Cassidy Wood in her news package. Mark Martin, I'm sure he had it in his news package. You didn't miss that. He pointed that out, that they were explosive. There will be times where the defense would get them, and there's going to be other times where the flip side of all of that is they're going to break one, and they're going to be explosive. And – They were explosive. Okay. I heard that mentioned somewhere earlier in the week as we were getting ready for the game. I guess Coach Huff was right that they were explosive. And so Marshall gets the win. Homecoming, we should all be happy. It's a homecoming victory. Everyone should be happy with the win. Now we've got to focus on Marshall and NC State. That's the next challenge. Can the herd get that one? Can the herd stay undefeated going into a contest against Georgia State and then possibly being undefeated against JMU? Rat poison? I'm laying some rat poison now, but here it is. Marshall could be undefeated against JMU going into a Thursday night showdown. Marshall could be undefeated going into Georgia State on a national televised, nationally televised game. It could be. This could be. Marshall could be setting up for a run. This could be a run. Marshall could win the whole conference this year. We don't know, but. Right now, the herd is undefeated. Up next is NC State. We'll hear from Coach Huff in just a few minutes. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming matchup. His media availability for the Sun Belt media was earlier today, so we've got some of that. And tomorrow, we'll hear from him. We'll also hear a little bit from Dan D'Antoni today as week number two for the Thundering Herds. Uh, I was at his media availability earlier today. You know, We'll hear a little bit from him. And I want to share a little bit more with new Marshall women's basketball coach, Kim Caldwell. She had a lot of interesting things to say about the first day. So this is it. This is officially first day for the Marshall women. So we'll find out how that went. 
We'll get your feedback in as well. The text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So a lot to get into, a lot to unpack here today. If we've got time, we'll all commiserate together. If you're a Bengals fan, wasn't a good day for the Bengals. Wasn't a good day if you were a fan of the Bengals. It just wasn't a good day. I should just leave it at that. It just wasn't a good day all around. But we'll commiserate together on that a little bit later on in the show. And I want to point out to you, we got baseball coming up starting tomorrow. We've got the American League and National League Series, and we're going to have all the games on either ESPN 94.1 at AM 930, this station, or our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3, and 1340. So we're going to have afternoon baseball tomorrow, and we're going to have afternoon baseball on Wednesday. And depending on the series, we could have afternoon baseball on Thursday as well. But the next two days, I won't be here because we've got baseball action in the afternoon. So the good news is it's baseball playoff season. We can all sit back and enjoy some of the games. If you can't watch some of the afternoon action, We've got options for you. ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Also, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So you're stuck in the office and you can't necessarily watch the game. You can listen to it. We got you covered. But Coach Huff, we're going to hear from him when we continue. We'll get your text in. Again, that's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Coach Huff's comments from the Sunbelt Media Availability Coming up on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to our Monday edition here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So the Thundering Herd coming off a 41-35 victory against Old Dominion. Important for many reasons. One, it's a conference win. I might need to rephrase that because Coach Huff would go, one, it's a win. Then two, it's a conference win, which I think is really important. Three, homecoming victory. Right? Everybody goes home happy, or at least you thought everyone went home happy. And now you get ready for NC State. And so that's where we begin, Coach Huff, addressing the media earlier today during his Sunbelt media availability. We'll get more from him tomorrow about the matchup and the look back at a few things maybe from the game on Saturday. I I didn't say the cut, but I did learn – in today's media availability that Coach Huff and ODU coach Ricky Ronnie are Backstreet Boy fans. They're big on the Backstreet Boys. So maybe we're going to hear that a little bit more Joan C. Edwards Stadium here in a few weeks. I don't know. Maybe we could get maybe a Backstreet Boys song as a sing-along. I don't know. But that was an interesting tidbit. Also, Here's an interesting tidbit from the game itself. There's a quarterback change. I don't know if you knew this, but there's a quarterback change for NC State. So 
Brennan Armstrong, he's been benched. Of course, Louisville beat NC State. NC State is down. They're not having the best year. And so they're bringing in M.J. Morris as the quarterback. We'll learn more about him as the week progresses. But that was brought up today. And Coach Huff quickly pointing out that unless NC State just doesn't show up at all, that's not going to impact the way they prepare as a team for NC State. Now, unless they don't show up for the game, I don't think it's going to make very much uh, difference for us. They got a really good team. Um, obviously, you know, um, the quarter, both quarterbacks have played, both quarterbacks have experience. Um, again, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer the quarterback gets way too much praise, way too much criticism. Um, you know, when they do well, everyone pats them on the back. When they don't do well, everyone blames them. But it has a lot to do with the people around them. You know, the O-line's got to play really well, which they have a phenomenal O-line. Receivers got to play really well. Running backs got to play really well. Um, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of control that the quarterback has. But um, when you look at a team like NC State, there's so many good pieces around the quarterback. Um, I think whoever they put back there has the opportunity to have success if everyone plays good around them and we don't do what we need to do on the other side. And speaking of the O-line, Coach Huff was asked a little bit more about, you know, what's he see from NC State, what stands out to him, you know, the, the typical question. And Coach said that the O-line is big. Yeah, I think their O-line is really good. I mean, they're big, they're physical, you know, they, they move people. Um, did I say they're big? Um and I think, again, whenever you got guys up front, you can really manage what you do on offense. You know, whatever plays you want to call, whatever play actions, whatever passes, um, you can use that to kind of fit your personnel skill set wise. Um, when your O-line is good, you kind of it kind of takes pressure off of the other positions. And, and that's one of the positions that uh, when you watch them play, those guys are really good, really big, really stout. They move people. They're physical. They're athletic. Um, they do a really good job in their blocking schemes. You don't see a lot of bust. Um, so that's going to be a challenge for us. Uh, one of our strengths on our team is our defensive line. Um, so, you know, kind of going up against their O-line is going to give us a true test. Coach Huff addressing the NC State offensive line. He said they were big. Did you hear him? He said that a few times. He even made sure that they're big. We got it. Big line, big challenge for the Thundering Herd. Now, one of the questions that was asked of Coach Huff today, and you're going to get this a lot, and if Marshall gets the victory over NC State, you're probably going to get this a lot more, is that Coach Huff, over the last couple of seasons, has had pretty good record. Marshall's been competitive against Autonomy 5, Power 5, whatever you want to call them. But Notre Dame got the win. Virginia Tech got the win. NC State, can you get the win? Well, the question was more along the lines of, you know, Marshall having that success. And Coach Huff talked about the fact that the gap is closing. And, and the reason why between the group of five schools, the power five schools, that that gap, it's closing. The lines seem to be blurred a little bit more. And it's not necessarily about the TV money. That has a big thing to do with how some of these schools are successful. That really plays into this. But we're seeing the transfer portal sort of level the playing field a little bit more. And Coach Huff addressed that question. I mean, I think typically we get them earlier in the year, so scheduling's a little bit easier. 
managing the injuries and bangs and bruises that you have to manage. Um, getting them a little later in this part of the year is a little different. Um, I think again, where the transfer portal is, you know, it's kind of nullified the G5 power five, you know, gap, you know, typically you've got, I don't know, a handful of 10 guys on your team that are, you know, power five players that for whatever reason are with you. So I think it kind of, it's kind of all encompassing. Um, I, I don't think of us as the power five team beaters or we're just trying to play the best we can every week um, and trying to figure out what we need to do to prepare really well play really hard on Saturday afternoons um, and, and execute. Um, we've been in a position where uh, we've been able to kind of play well in some big environments. I think that's a tribute to uh, where the transfer portal is now. It's difficult for me to say, okay, well, we're playing at such and such school and there's 12 kids in my room that played them last year. Um, so it's a little bit easier now. We kind of were to bridge the gap, um, but ultimately it comes down to be able to, being able to make plays and, you know, in, in, in the game. That's Coach Huff addressing the gap that's closing between Power 5 and the Group of 5. And one more question that was asked of Coach today during his presser is immediate availability. A interception for touchdown for Elijah Alston that helped secure that 41-35 win over Old Dominion. Coach talked a little bit more about how it was a big day for him. Austin's done a really good job for us last year. He was a little banged up, so he kind of slowed his progress a little bit. He came back this year healthy and really devoted, you know, his time and the energy and to getting his body right. And um, I think, again, what you're going to see is because, you know, everyone respects and knows how good Owen Porter is, there's going to be a lot of guys on the other side of the ball that are going to get opportunities. And, and Austin's one of those guys who's been here a while, um, got a really good skill set. I think you got a chance to see him when he actually got out and ran. You know, he's one of the faster guys on our front. Um, but again, it, it's it's amazing. Everyone gets excited. We called that same play three or four other times, and three or four other guys busted, so the ball didn't go where it needed to go. Um, and that one time we called it, everyone did what they were supposed to do based on the play they had. The ball had to go to the flat. Eli was where he was supposed to be, made a play. Um, and then, you know, his athletic ability and, and athleticism took over. Um, but it goes back to when everyone, you know, does their job, you know, someone's going to make a play. Someone's going to get an opportunity to make a play. Um, and when you don't, you know, it, it stresses you. Um, but Eli's a guy who, because of, you know, his work, his commitment, toughness, physicality, all those things, uh, we look forward to having a really big year. And I think Saturday was, was a glimpse of it for everyone. That's Coach Huff addressing the media earlier today. We'll hear more from Coach coming up this week as the presser tomorrow at Joan C. Edwards for the media. As a reminder to you, you know, we're going to be off a couple of days. we got baseball action coming up tomorrow and on Wednesday and possibly Thursday as well. Uh, we'll have afternoon baseball if need be on Thursday here all evening baseball will go over to our sister station, Cat Sports, 93-3 and 13-40 that day because we've got the Coach Huff show coming up on Thursday. We've got Thursday night football as well. So just kind of a programming note, we got baseball. Are you ready for some postseason baseball? I know several people in this building are, and I hope you are as well because we've got a lot of it. And your home for the World Series is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. When we continue... We'll get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255.
We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni, start of week number two for the Thundering Herd, and we'll hear a little bit more from Kim Caldwell, Marshall's new women's basketball coach. More coming up when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll open up the text line in just a minute for you at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive. Getting your Monday started off right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Mondays are going to be fun for a while because you get a chance to catch up with Dan D'Antoni at least once a week. Also, Kim Caldwell been getting a chance to talk to her a little bit more frequently as now the season is upon us or almost here at least so we've got Kim's comments we'll get to those here in a minute but just a couple of things from Dan today I wanted to get into and first of all it's week number two so where are we at with the thundering herd starting out week number two here's Dan D'Antoni I thought we made some strides but uh, we were playing ourselves so now, coaches speak is is that uh, we were 500 today. One team won, one team lost. We're 500, but uh, you know, like what we see, they're they're uh, they're giving us their best effort. We got a long way to go to get the chemistry, leadership established uh, for this coming year. But uh, as always, I look forward to the NCAA championship game every year. So don't say it's this year; it's every year because I I want to think positive and we'll handle the rest of it wherever it ends up. So we're all going to the NCAA championship game. Get your tickets now. Dan told you so. I mean, it's not a bad attitude to have. Hey, we're going to go to the NCAA championship every single year, every year. So one of the things that Dan talked about was just finding that chemistry. So I was curious, you know, what's that process like? Is it more of you know, Dan's got to be sort of putting a puzzle together or – are the players, are they the ones that are kind of putting the pieces together and feeling it out and finding where that rhythm is? Dan said it's a little bit of both. Well, a little bit of both. You know, I've got my part to play, but the biggest part, and I've always said this in every win, that is the players. You know, this is a player's game. A coach can mess them up, but the players have got to play it. And uh, if they don't play it, no matter what the coach does, you don't have a chance. But uh, – I think uh, uh, mostly it's just uh, time. You know, they just got to practice together and play together for a period of time where they get enough reps together. They start understanding where it goes and what the ball's got to do. And I think we'll grow a lot more this season than in the past because we've kind of got all new leadership and a lot of new uh, parts. So uh, this this team will grow faster than uh, the ones in the past. So I'm looking forward to it. It should be a, a fun Exciting year. That's Dan D'Antoni. We'll hear more from him in the latter part of the week. Now, I've talked to Kim Caldwell today as well, Marshall's new women's basketball coach. It's Christmas Day for her. It has to be because it's day one. It's practice. Day one. Getting this thing underway. It's official. Here we go. Kim came out to the presser earlier today. And she talked about how this was a good day for her Thundering Herd. Uh, we had a really good day today. We worked hard. We went for about two hours and ten minutes. 
Um, I think it was one of our better practices. They were excited to finally have the first official day come. Um, and so we had talked a little bit uh, about what we wanted to look like, and we wanted to make sure that we had the best first day of practice of anyone in our league. I don't know if we did that, but we had our best day. So that was a step forward for our program. So what does, I asked, a first best day look like? We go up and down a lot. We cross half court a lot. Anyone that was in there can tell you that. Um, we had a lot of bodies on the floor, which meant we were playing hard. Um, we were we try to be first to the floor. We try to, to get after it, to be scrappy, to compete. Uh, we talked about being good teammates, and I think we were for the most part today. So giving extra high fives, picking people up after they make a mistake, talking a little bit more on both sides of the ball. Um, but just a high-energy, high-intense practice is what it looked like. Kim Caldwell, Marshall's women's basketball coach, on the start of practice for her thundering herd. So I was kind of curious. There's a lot of energy. Day one, of course, they're excited to get to go out there, finally practice as a team, and do team activities together and getting ready for the season. But how do you keep day one level intensity happening for day number two? Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. And so I think I have learned we're our best on days where we watch film when they soak up the film before and they kind of see maybe what they really look like compared to what they think they look like. We tend to go in and have a better practice. So I think we're just going to have to find little ways to motivate them, watch more film, give them individual goals and in practice, keep our energy up. Um, it's a long season. Basketball's long. And so, you know, you have a lot of tips up your sleeve that you can do later in the game. You can put music on, you can switch into the floor, you can change things up, but it's a little early for that. So not revealing all her secrets just yet. So what was the biggest surprise day one for the Marshall women's thundering herd basketball team? Um, I was surprised with the overall effort. You know, every now and then as a coach, you have one or two players that just don't feel like being there. Um, and it, it varies based on the day and that's just what you get with coaching young people um, and our practice slots 8 a.m. and so it's not easy I was I was very encouraged by the fact that everyone gave us something today and everyone had great energy and we do we do a pre-practice so it's a little warm-up practice and then practice and I'm looking around like oh we didn't stretch and they just they were ready to get after it and so for me that was really good to see um, them just eager to be again in the first day of practice. But again, it's going to see, can we do it tomorrow? <laughs> and that's probably going to be, I'm going to probably steal that from you. That's probably going to be my opening speech tomorrow. Like, hey, can you have a good day too? That's Kim Caldwell addressing the media earlier today. And one final statement from her today. She was asked about what the goal is these first few days. And we will get that cut later on. When we continue, we'll get your text in 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive. It's ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I'm glad you're here with me. Tomorrow, we got baseball action coming up across our family of Kindred Communications Sports Stations. 
Major League Baseball wild card round happening tomorrow. We've got games on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. That's our sister station in Ashland. And, of course, games right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So I won't be back with you until possibly Thursday. Possibly Thursday. We'll see how the schedule goes. And if not, definitely Friday. And then on Saturday, I'll be with you on the road, not in NC State, but I'll be at Giovanni's 20th Street for West Virginia and Appalachian Laborers District Council College Football Today, presented by Lyota, your workforce solution, WVLDC.org. So I'll be there along with our game day crew. We'll be getting you set for the game between Marshall and NC State. So as we get your text in, and again, the text line is always open during the show. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We were talking about first day of practice for new Marshall women's basketball coach Kim Caldwell, and she talked about earlier in the day about what she's expecting, what she wants to get out of these first few days. Yeah, I think we, we really need to work on our team chemistry. Uh, we need to define our roles, and we're going to sit down and have a team meeting this week on, on whose role is what. Well, we need our leaders to continue to emerge. We need to sharpen up on both sides of the ball. I mean, I'm a coach. I could ramble on and on. We have a lot of things we need to fix. But I think a lot of the times when we talked about this as a team today, we stand in our own way. And so we just need our team chemistry to click a little bit better, and we need to do a better job of responding to failure or responding to uncomfort and just kind of playing through things. That is Kim Caldwell, Marshall's women's basketball coach. Getting set for the season. Practice began today for her squad. Text line at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter writes in and says, I'm a Cam Fancher fan, and to those critics out there, even Joe Montana threw some interceptions. Tom Brady lost some fumbles, and Peyton Manning occasionally muffed a handoff. Please lighten up on the young man. Thank you, Cam Fancher, for choosing Marshall. Go Herd. little Fancher love out there today. We had a lot of herd-on-herd violence on Saturday. Just a little, and that's fine. That's okay. You can be disgruntled. You can be unhappy. You can point things out. I'm good with that, but I think Fancher got a little bit more heat than he should have. Honestly, I think he's doing fine. I don't know if anything is going to change over the course of the season. I don't think we're going to see Cole Pennington rise from the ranks and take the job. I could be wrong, but I think Fancher gives you the best opportunity right now to win, and until that's not the case, he's going to be the quarterback. He's going to be the best opportunity to win until either someone steps up to outperform him and give the coaches reason to change. Or I hope it doesn't happen, you know, an injury. That'll probably be the only other reason why we would see a major change at quarterback. I mean, it's not like NC State here just completely benching their quarterback in favor of a new QB for the Marshall game. Probably taking Marshall quite seriously as Marshall's already beaten Virginia Tech earlier this year. The Herd comes into the contest against NC State on Saturday 4-0. and 
looking to make it 5-0 and as there is a nationally televised game conference play coming up on October 14th, which is set for 7 o'clock on ESPN2. So here it is, 7 o'clock, the herd on ESPN2, October 14th. We're not talking ESPN News. We're not talking ESPNU. We're not talking ESPN Plus here. We're talking ESPN2. The deuce, as they used to call it. So that's a pretty big elevation here. The Sun Belt is getting a lot of attention. And the reason why is the Sun Belt is consistent. That's one thing you can say about this league. This league is consistent. It's not a situation where, oh, you know, occasionally, occasionally the Sun Belt will do a few things, but not only did the Marshall matchup at Georgia State get elevated to ESPN2, Georgia Southern at James Madison, that got elevated to ESPN2 as well. That's going to be a noon contest, and Marshall's matchup at Georgia State is going to be a 7 p.m. contest. So, both games getting elevated. Sunbelt Saturday on ESPN2. If you're not able to go to the game, just park in front of the TV for a few hours. You can watch that James Madison matchup against Georgia Southern and then Georgia State. That's going to be a huge one as the herd will take on Georgia State on the 14th at 7 o'clock. And if if you're looking for a place, by the way, if if you can't watch the game at your place, you can come hang out at mine. That'd be 20th Street Giovanni's Pizza. That'll be for our pregame, and we'll do that on Saturday. But we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We got NC State coming up this week, as the herd looking to stay undefeated. I wonder, I wonder if ESPN is doing this. Just they're they're setting up the Thursday game. I think they're doing this. They've got a couple of compelling matchups here between Marshall and Georgia State and Georgia Southern at James Madison. They're definitely setting up the Thursday matchup. Absolutely. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's our text line to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You know, we haven't even touched on men's soccer. We need to do that before we call it a day today. Number one team in the country, the Marshall men's soccer team, getting the win over Georgia Southern 3-1. to Marshall's now 10-0. This is Marshall's best start ever, 10-0, and 3-0 in Sunbelt play. So this is a win streak. Streak that has so far been fun to watch. Coach yesterday, I watched the game. I watched a lot of the second. But after the game, Coach said when he was being interviewed that it was nice to get in the record book for the guys. But he he said, and I love this, we're not going to be happy until we get a trophy. That's Coach right there. That should, bo- that should go on a T-shirt. That should go on social media. The herd's really good at repurposing things. That right there, that's your quote. He says, it's an honor to be in the record book at Marshall, but we're not going to be happy until we get a trophy. I mean, what do you tell the coach who's won a national championship with your with your program? What's going to make him happy? Another national championship. 
Absolutely. That's what's going to make him happy. Conference championship, that would make him happy. Regular season championship would make him happy. Tournament championship would make him happy. National championship would make him really happy. I mean, that's what he's looking for. He likes trophies. He's trying to just by winning enough trophies, get them to expand the complex over there. He wants he wants another wing, I guess, to expand. He wants enough room for all the trophies, and he's figuring, well, I need to get you – know, we need more room here, so let's win some more trophies. They're going to have to build us a space eventually. I think that's his ultimate plan there is to get a little bit more room over at Hoops Family Field at the soccer complex. It's not a bad plan. I like trophies, and, of course, we're still looking for that first trophy. You know they've got that display area where they're going to put the latest at Marshall. They're going to put the latest trophy to be seen by all, that little display area that they got going. I thought it would be this trophy from last year. I thought that the first trophy won in the Sun Belt would be by Marshall Men's Soccer. I think I'm off a year because this team looks really good right now. And listening to the broadcast, I don't want to nitpick the broadcast of any any school. I don't want to really criticize any broadcaster because, to be honest with you, we all can be held up to a lot of criticism and scrutiny. So that's not my point here. But the way it sounded was that Georgia – Southern was really in that game. And I didn't see it that way. I thought that Marshall was just playing Marshall soccer. Georgia Southern got that first goal, and then Marshall said, okay, that's enough. You're on the board. This team looks really good. Absolutely. So the Thundering Herd getting the victory. Now, Georgia State, that's going to be on Saturday, 7-15. It's going to be first kick over at Hoops Family Field. And then, of course, a big week coming up for the Thundering Herd after that. You know, we get that WVU matchup coming up soon. I don't think anyone's talked about that. Just uh, It's a friendly, really, between the two in-state programs that are excelling right now in soccer, even in the Sun Belt, to the best. So, yeah, nobody's really talking about that. No, it's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. They're They're trying to find more... I think seating, I think, is what I saw, that they're trying to accommodate people want to go to that. Chris Grassy might get his wish. He wants 5,000, then 10,000 at a soccer match. That's his goal. 5,000, then 10,000, I think that's the numbers he said. And then they're trying to get 2,000 for the women's match. At least 2,000. That's coming up on Thursday. We'll talk more about that. If we've got a show on Thursday, we'll definitely get into that. But tomorrow, the next day, and possibly Thursday, we're going to have baseball all afternoon and all evening right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So looking forward to being back with you, hopefully on Thursday. If not, definitely on Friday. Until then... You can find me on social media on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Paul Swan. Looking forward to talking to you soon. Until then, have a great week, everybody. We'll be back with you either Thursday or Friday, depending on our baseball schedule.